Namaste everyone. Welcome to the Charva podcast. This is your host Kushal Mehra. Alright, today's podcast is on the Agnipat scheme. And to discuss that scheme, I have with me Navdeep Singh. Navdeep Singh is a practicing lawyer at the Punjab and Haryana High Court and the author of two books, Military Pensions, Commentary, Case Law and Provisions and March to Justice, Global Military Law Landmarks. He was also a member of the Raksha Mantri's Committee of Experts to Review Litigation, Service and Pensionary Matters constituted by the Defence Ministry in 2015 on the directions of the Prime Minister and on... And the, one of the most important thing is, Navdeep is a great human being. Navdeep, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Kishore. How are you? Ekdam badi hai, yaar. It's, uh, it's been a while since uh, we've spoken. You came on the podcast, I think, more than two and a half years ago. Yeah, when yeah, we that's... spoke about the disability uh, pension issue. Yes, yes. Na- yes. Today, today we are here uh, back discussing the Agnipat scheme. Uh, so, Navdeep, for the benefit of uh, the viewers and the listeners who are going to listen to the audio-only version, can we start with this? Can you basically try and explain what the scheme is all about, The you know, the bare bones of the scheme, so that people who don't know, maybe they get a better idea? Yes. Uh... In our discussion also, we'll try not to be too technical and we'll just, you know, go into the very basics of uh, the issues that uh, we're going to discuss, I mean, in a freewheeling interview format. Uh, so basically, um, Agnipat scheme is that uh, you serve the military for just for four years instead of being a career, uh, you know, uh, Jawan in the forces. And you serve for four years and after that, just 25% will be granted permanence within the military. And 75% would be eased out. They'll be released from service. And uh, the government would attempt to skill them. And uh, the government will attempt to, you know, make them fit for another job uh, with a, within the government or uh, in the private sector. And uh, certain, um, you know, reservations or quasi-reservations have also been announced by the government in various services like the Central Armed Police Forces. So that is the Mota Mota uh, concept. All right. So now, so you wrote a detailed uh, uh, piece in uh, in Quint on 19 June 2022, where you lay down all the possible problems uh, that you see, uh, or, or we could, you could, I think you used the correct word over there, the genuine apprehensions that we could have about the scheme itself. But before that, uh, you know, we will look into that. What do you make of the overall intent of the government with this scheme? Do you think the government's intent is in the right place and we should go? Because I remember I read an article, the history of this whole thing is after the Kargil war, I think the armed forces and the government of India at that time in its wisdom decided that we need to do something about the age of the armed forces itself. I think if if I remember my numbers correctly, the armed forces in India, their age is like 35 on average and we should bring it down to 26 or something. So they had started working on it at that time. So what do you make of the overall intent as in to try this scheme out? Is the intent to bring down the age, uh, the overall overall age of the fighting personnel in the, in the military services or is it to save pensions as it's uh, going on on the Twitter? Uh, I mean, supporters of the scheme have been demonizing military pensions and OROP, etc., etc., saying that the nation cannot afford such a huge pension bill and uh, that is the reason why the scheme has been implemented. Whereas the Raksha Mantri, a very good man, he said that, no, uh, you know, the day of the press conference when the scheme was announced, he said, no, nothing doing. I mean, money is not an issue. Uh, then you have voices talking of uh, voices which are not so informed talking of lowering the military age. Uh, firstly, uh, I'll try my best. Uh, I mean, I said this before also, I'll try my best to be as objective as possible. Uh, I'm not here to please anyone. I'm not here to displease anyone. Uh, and, 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 you know, I mean, we've been discussing uh, uh, this, not just this issue, other issues also that uh, uh, who, who, is your best friend? Who's who's the friend of a nation? Uh, you know, uh, the one who shows you a mirror, or the one who just goes va 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 and yes sir, yes ma'am. So uh, we need to, you know, cut the noise and uh, focus on the very basics of this issue. The Cardinal Review Committee, many other committees in the past, and many generals on TV uh, in the recent uh, past who have been calling the scheme a win-win. 
paradigm shift, game changer, etc., etc. While they themselves uh, get, uh, I, I've said this before, uh, you know, much to the chagrin of people that uh, you are yourself getting one lakh and fifty thousand per month as pension, and your, uh, you know, every issue of your life is catered for, and you're getting your uh, lifelong medical facilities for self and family, and then you call the abolition of pensions in one go as a win-win game changer. Uh, I mean, look inside and 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 at least try to look at the scheme in a holistic manner so as to make it non-exploitative, uh, so as to make it a success, so as to not make it seem as if we are treating the youth of the nation as cannon fodder. And if you really want to go ahead with a scheme like this, how to tweak it to actually make it a win-win. Uh, so now talking of the Cardinal Review Committee and the generals talking of the old uh, system of uh, they've been talking of this that you know earlier even during the 60s 70s 50s people used to be on a system called color reserve wherein you served in the colors that is physical service for seven years and then you spent eight years in the reserve uh, it had various formats such as seven slash eight eight slash seven five plus ten ten plus five nine plus six six plus nine uh, the basic format was seven and eight so seven years or eight years you serve in the uh, physical color service and then rest of the time you spend in the reserves wherein you can be called out in case of a national emergency or a war. Now they've been uh, talking very uh, very highly of this scheme uh, and also uh, even various papers which have been which are now being cited to defend the Agnipat scheme. They've been talking of this color reserve scheme. Now, let me tell you one thing. The color reserve scheme was one of the most unproductive schemes. Why unproductive? Because in that scheme, essentially you, essentially you provide a pension to reservists called the reservist pension, which is equivalent to almost equivalent to a regular pension on the civil side. Uh, after seven years in the colors and eight years in the reserve, or uh, whichever is the time you spend in the colors on the reserves after a combined color reserve service of 15 years. So essentially, a person is just big. Uh, uh, working for seven years or eight years, and he or she is getting lifelong pension and all other attendant benefits, the medical cover, other uh, benefits that are provided to any government employee. So, before jumping onto these issues, now if you ask those generals who are making these statements, uh, you know, in in uh, preference to this, uh, in uh, uh, you know, singing pains of. Uh, 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 the color reserve system. If you ask them that, are you aware that they were pay, paid reserve pension? No, they were not aware. So these, you know, uh, discussions and debates, wherein you don't have experts, but you only have politically aligned people who are either totally against something or totally for something, and who are unable to show you the mirror. If that happens, if there is no stakeholder holder con consultation, the political executive, even if it is very, very, very well-meaning, would never get the true picture. Now, uh, you know, parroting this that uh, uh, we've had so many hours of discussions. Hours of discussions with whom? With yes men and yes women? No, that's not how it works. Have discussions, have discussions with stakeholders. And the stakeholders in such a system would involve not just the military and not just civil officers. The stakeholders, for example, in such a scheme would even involve medical experts, would involve legal experts, would involve pensionary experts, will, would involve the, the uh, you know, market experts, the youth market experts, experts from Ministry of Labor, experts from Department of Pensions and Pensioners Welfare, experts from the Ministry of Home Affairs, actuarial experts, insurance experts, the nubs. The pulse of the nation. These are the kind of experts, uh, mostly from outside the system, also, and representatives of the government who can only take you to a very level headed, well rounded scheme. But if you say that, oh, oh we only discuss it with the, uh, you know, people within the military and MOD and the Ministry of Finance and we come up with a great scheme, I don't think that is possible. Uh, now, the good thing is that the Raksha Mantri said that they're open to tweaking the scheme. Uh, they're open to making it better and i do hope it happens and it will happen you mark my words it will happen and during the course of the discussion i'll i'll, I'll provide you a few points on how uh, you know this can be better um, the social media was absolutely divided on this as you may have observed 
and uh, it's always divided <laughs> yes it's always divided so nobody was able to you know look into uh, the positives of such a scheme with tweaks not the not in the uh, uh, you know current uh, setup uh, and uh, the shrill voices on both sides make any debate uh, totally impossible any same debate on on social media totally impossible so it's either you're with us or or against us on both sides so in that is in that kind of a scenario uh, existing on social media or even in uh, in in uh, uh, corridors of power i don't know uh, how do we educate people or how do we how do we uh, take the scheme forward in a in a positive or in a well balanced manner but uh, as i said i'm i'm sure it will happen uh, which way it goes how it comes about i don't know but it 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 uh, would uh, uh, you know lead to some positive changes i'm sure so i just had a query like on the burden on the exchequer i think uh, as a person who believes in fiscal conservatism uh, i am talking about myself personally i mean i i don't see an argument i know the government is not going to do it and nor am i a spokesperson of the government uh but i think the if somebody gives an argument on the overall budgetary requirements and how in the long run some things are not sustainable i'm just saying i don't see that argument to be dismissed outright completely to be uh, to be the case i think there is merit in that there is absolute merit in that but let's examine this again uh, in a well rounded manner sure firstly what is the soul of the military the soul of the military is that soldier that man or woman wearing the uniform that is the soul of the military we require morale boosting measures and we require the man and woman manning that machine operating that machine to be well motivated to have this at the back of his or her mind that if something happens to me the government will take care of my family if i get disabled the government will take care of me and my medical needs how long does a who is the largest employer in the government is it the military it's not it's the railways to give you an example now if a person joins the railways how long does he or she serve till the age of 60 till the age of 60 How long does a jawan serve in the military? He starts retiring after seventeen years of service in his thirties. So when you talk of uh, fiscal issues, similarly is the case of the Central Armed Police Forces. You serve till the age of sixty, right? Uh, so when you talk of fiscal issues, are you only focused on the military and why? And that too, just a service of seventeen years. why are you not focused on i don't say don't focus on them do focus on them pension burden is an issue it's a very big issue excessive uh, you know clamor for uh, uh, you know matters related to orop also i was against uh, you you may have noted my tweets i always used to say that one rank one pension don't focus excessively on it uh, talk about it talk about its anomalies but don't exaggerate hyper technically the issues that emerge out of it because orop is something in addition to the regular pension scheme or the defined pension scheme given by the government so you may point out arbitrariness or anomalies anomalies in in, in the scheme perfectly fine you find it out legally perfectly fine but don't say that this should be this much or it should be calculated in such a such manner because uh, when you fight something legally you have to show discrimination vis-a-vis some other group of employees or uh, vis-a-vis the scheme itself or some arbitrary clauses but over here it is something in addition to the regular pensionary system and there are anomalies perfectly fine there are anomalies in every but all of them are not uh, anomalies in a manner which can be uh, taken to shouting matches or outside the regular regime of what is permissible within the legal standards or uh, within challenge uh, under the red jurisdiction or challenge in the supreme court uh, under the red jurisdiction so that is why i always used to say that don't focus too much on orop don't let people think that you know people are just after money that also gives out a very very wrong picture to the world and makes you makes people feel that oh ye jo retired fauji ye to bade 
मतलब ग्रीडी हैं इन द सेंस व्हिच इज नॉट ट्रू सो सो आई टोटली अग्री विद यू फिजिकल इश्यूज आर टू बी टेकन इनटू अकाउंट बट एज आई सेड दैट देयर आर अदर अदर ऑर्गेनाइजेशंस वेयर पीपल आर सर्विंग टिल द एज ऑफ 60 विद रेगुलर पे विद रेगुलर अलाउंसेस एंड विद रेगुलर फैसिलिटीज टू टू दोस एम्प्लॉइज एंड देयर फैमिलीज बट why only uh, you know single out uh, the military where you only serve for 17 years now what is the way out uh, in the civil services or in any civil employment we came with a system called the national pension system um, also called the new pension scheme from 2004 onwards wherein there is no burden on the exchequer per se there the government contributes a particular percentage of amount of your salary the government contributes in a fund the employee contributes 10% uh, or more uh, up to uh, i mean it's voluntary if you want to contribute more but minimum is 10% and it goes into a corpus which is uh, managed very well by an autonomous body uh, under the government and there is no defined pension scheme as uh, you had uh, pre 2004 and uh, so uh, it become, it it matters it um, it is linked with market forces also so that fund takes care of all all the pensionary needs now that uh, scheme has reduced the pension burden on the civil side although again the pay burden is more on the civil side because you served till the age of 60 and you get regular pay and allowances whereas it is not so in the military so a kind of a system of the nps on a trial basis for maybe a part of the military uh, such as a few trades which the military was thinking of outsourcing or uh, in certain auxiliary organizations such as we have a system of the defense security corps for example they could have been placed on the nps like the civilians on a trial basis the nps could have been tweaked a bit uh, you could have had a you know terms of engagement of 10 years uh, and extendable uh, mutually agreed upon i mean the conditions could could have been worked out and it would have been closest to the system that you follow on the civil side would have resulted in a lower burden of pension uh but that was not followed so what we came up was a hybrid kind of a system not not just a hybrid a system which does not exist anywhere in india uh, as of now wherein you serve only for 4 years why not 5 years because in 5 years you get entitled to gratuity now that gratuity is a very small amount the government would not be bothered about these small amounts because these are one time payouts these are not ballooning expenditures in the form of pension now who came up with this bright morning idea that four years mein discharge kar denge panch saal nahi denge gratuity deni padegi someone within the uh, official term within the military setup or within the bureaucratic setup because i'm sure if the scheme would have been taken to the uh, polit- political executive saying ke panch saal rakhenge ya 10 saal rakhenge unhone koi objection nahi karna tha but again your eyes and ears have to be open to new ideas to stakeholders to actual experts rather than just what is put up on the file and on on uh, powerpoint presentations pansal nahi kiya uska ek aur nuksan ho gaya that a person will not get ex serviceman status because ex serviceman status and existing reservations are only applicable to those who are pensioners or gratuity holders so if you don't serve for 5 years you, you don't get gratuity you don't you don't get uh, ex serviceman status had you given them gratuity and ex serviceman status they would have been eligible in any case for the reservation of ex servicemen available in all government services that would have killed two birds with one stone to put it crudely now these are the things which need to be debated you can't just you know have a bright morning idea saying that oh let's take away you cannot have exploitative practices youth are not cannon fodder uh, but again i'm sure when the government realizes this in the first four years only i'm sure there are going to be changes uh but you need to be open to these changes you just cannot go ahead with uh, these powerpoint presentations now i i was privy to a powerpoint presentation in which they were they were showing that in the us also there is enlistment for 4 years and in the uk it is for 12 years it is totally incorrect it is it is cherry picked data uh, now if that data was presented to the uh, political executive i'm very sorry because in the us that four year system is just one of several entries and you have a system of reenlistment also as a matter of uh, procedure over here there is no reenlistment except for those 25% who will be taken into the permanent cadre in the uk 
it is not 12 years it is 12 years plus 12 years that is one form of entry and the other form of entry is 24 years it is called i think variable short entry and variable long entry so it is okay. either 12 plus 12 or 24 look at the veteran homelessness in the us the suicide rate amongst veterans in the us it is very high you find such homeless, I mean, I mean, you are outside the, the country right now. When you visit the US, you, you, veteran homelessness amongst veterans is a huge issue. Why is it not an issue in India? We have 0% veteran homelessness, uh, veteran homelessness in India. Whichever government has remained in power, irrespective of politics, you have had 0% homelessness. Why? Because of the massive social security to provide it to these people, to the veterans. So modicum of social security is required. India is a welfare state. It is, uh, you know, penny pinching can go on, but there has to be a balance. You cannot say that security aspect, ke andar we, uh, we, you know, we have to uh, uh, reduce the amount being paid out. Yes, reduce, have financial prudence, no problem. But you cannot always uh, you know, term it or view it in financial terms. Because of the security of the nation, the economy will flourish. Businesses will flourish. If the security of the nation is threatened, or if we don't have motivated men and women manning those posts out there, everything will will uh, be fluid and, and everything will be threatened. So, fiscal security very much important. Uh, fiscal prudence very much important. Unpopular decisions to be taken, yes, at times, but after due stakeholder consultation and after trial runs, you you know you you begin a changeover so that the churning is not that sudden. There is yeah. there is no sudden churning and and there is no uh, you know disproportionate halabaloo about any scheme. And there are very genuine concerns. I mean, we've, we've spoken about uh, disability in the military, the effect on mental health, etc. Now, uh, can you imagine in this scheme, if a person gets disabled, even in the line of duty, forget about mental illnesses or aggravation of uh, uh, heart diseases or, or hypertension, in which also disability pension is admissible. Forget about that. Even if you get a bullet on your chest, you're not going to be paid disability pension. You're only going to, yes, you're only going to be paid a lump sum. So. Who takes care of those people who are disabled for the rest of their lives? Yeah, it's not And you're not going to give them medical benefits. Who takes care of that? Now, now compare this on the civil side. In the civil side, even if you're you're a temporary government servant wearing wearing a uniform, and if you are disabled, any kind of disability can be any medical condition which is aggravated by service or uh, linked or deemed to be linked with service. You are entitled to a disability pension under the extraordinary pension rules for the rest of your life. Your family and you are entitled to medical facilities for the rest of your life. You are entitled to many other facilities being a government servant and being a government pensioner. So even temporary government servants, I'm saying, and even those under the NPS, if something happens to them, they are paid proper pension, proper disability pension. So why just single out these uh, uh, people and, and, and deny them their dues? I'm sure, again, I'm saying, I'm sure this will change. And uh, the political executive, when informed properly about these issues, they'll take a, a decision because you cannot discriminate vis-a-vis -vis, uh, other government employees. But why not uh, have a well-structured discussion and cull these anomalies before even announcing this? Thing? Exactly. That was, in fact, this is the same thing I had tweeted out when this whole Tamasha had started. I was like, if you have to make an amendment on the next day of you announcing a scheme, what the hell were you doing before that? Also, also, be horse and irrespective of the merits and demerits of the scheme. Uh, even the, you know, uh, amount so, so that's why I say that experts are always, you, you will tend to see it on the surface. The people on Twitter will tend to see just the surface. They'll say, oh, itna sada paisa mil gaya, unko, unko itna pay denge. Now, in the pay, do you realize that they're not going to be paid the DNS allowance, which caters for the inflation for every pensioner and every government employee in India? You're not going to have an inflation-free system for them. So the amount they're getting today, 
वो थोड़ी सी इंक्रीज तो होगी बट आफ्टर फोर इयर्स विल इट रिमेन इन्फ्लेशन प्रूफ नो बिकॉज यू नॉट पेइंग देम रिनेस अलाउंस एंड व्हिच इज अवेलेबल टू एवरी सिंगल गवर्नमेंट एम्प्लॉई सो ऑन द सरफेस यू से ओ अ गुड हैंडसम अमाउंट स्क्रैच द सरफेस दे आर एंटाइटल्ड टू 30 डेज लीव अदर सोल्जर्स आर एंटाइटल्ड टू 3 मंथ्स ऑफ लीव सो दे आर एसेंशियली वर्किंग फॉर 2 मंथ्स मोर देन द रेगुलर सोल्जर्स सो व्हेन यू से दैट हम बहुत अच्छा पैसा दे रहे हैं a person who will just see the surface will not be able to realize these things now who will be able to realize these things the experts and the ones who are who have the ability to show the mirror and who are not part of an eco chamber just saying yes sir yes sir yes sir baba sir yes ma'am yes i'm bahut acha bahut acha so you need such kind of people who can you know discuss these things thrash out these issues and not just to the public not just engage with the public but also engage with the decision makers and make the scheme a success Tweak the scheme and make it a success. So, बाहर बाहर से कुछ और आपको लगेगा और ट्विटर के ऊपर बड़े बड़े वो थ्रेड्स एंड यू नो ब्लेमिंग और अब्यूजिंग पीपल हु ट्राई टू ब्रिंग आउट द खामिया इन द करेंट डिस्पेंसेशन बड़ी बड़ी बात कि देखो हम चार साल में ये हो जाएगा वो हो जाएगा नाउ द सी ए पी एफ इज ऑल्सो कोटा फॉर दैम वॉट अबाउट एग्जिस्टिंग एक्सर्विसमेंट कोटा दैट विल नॉट बी Use for them. They are saying additional ten percent. Will it fit into the schemes or will it fit into the scheme of the judges of the Honorable Supreme Court, which says that fifty percent is rather quota? No, sir. I don't know. Have we announced? Have we examined that legality? I don't think so because this was again a knee-jerk reaction the next day, as you said. Next day. Now imagine another scenario. Uh, we have again people parroting that. See, look here. We have introduced ten years quota, ten percent quota for them. Now imagine there are two boys or two girls from one house. One joins as an agnivi for four years, gets rejected, gets rejected for permanent employment, and then tries tries to get into the CAPF under that ten percent quota. So that person loses his his or her four years of seniority. That seniority will not be counted. So he will get four to five years junior to. the counterparts who join the capf directly that person's pensionable service will also not be counted now the other person who joins capf directly rather than going through the agni veer route he or she will serve till the age of 60 no problem at all all his or her service will be counted medical facilities to self and to family even after retirement so haven't you made the entry into the capf through the agni veer inferior to a direct entry to the capfs why wouldn't that person join capfs directly rather than follow the agni veer route have we thought through these issues i don't think so when will we think about these issues so these are very genuine apprehensions as you said uh, quoting my my one of my articles and these have to be addressed follow uh, uh, find a system how to reduce the stress from pensions uh, the fiscal stress Follow the new pension scheme route for a category of employees, or uh, when you are recruiting people, you can have a system, a merit-based system, as you have in the officer entry, that the top merit goes into the IMA, उसके थोड़े से नीचे वाले can opt for the short service commission, or the top guys can also opt for the short service commission if they want to, if they want to keep their options open. So a similar system could have been followed with Jawans. The top 75% or 50% go into the old kind of a system. and niche wale system go into a 10% uh, sorry 10 years short term engagement with nps would have been done did we talk about it did we talk to it did we debate in the public about it i don't think so we did not what started off as a pilot project uh, just to give uh, you know uh, a taste of the military to the youth of the people became the only kind of entry into the military in two years time so that's why that's why you know uh, uh, late mr parekar he uh, we worked with him on the committee of experts under the uh, you know direction of the prime minister uh, he always used to think out of the box and consult people outside the government consult experts and within government also he used to have a frank very frank discussion and uh, you know what there's a concept called the blue ribbon commission wherein you invite experts and uh, you invite people who may not be 
totally invested in your system or in the government, but they are uh, clear objective voices. Uh, because sometimes within the system they'll give you subjectivity, but an outsider can give you a much better perspective on 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 issues. So uh, I think that is a system to be followed, and and the current Raksha Mantri, as I said, has also said that uh, has also stated uh, in that press conference in the first press con press conference that uh, they'll be open to changing, and and I hope uh, I do hope those changes come in very soon. Yeah, I think when it comes to fiscal responsibility, there are multiple ways, in my view, that uh, we can be fiscally responsible. I think the so there is the national security angle and the national security hawk angle. Also, I actually fall in that, which actually does demand increase in military spending, but of a different kind. While on the other side, what we need is a much more smarter armed forces. Now, how do we deal with that? I think should have been when I come. Or, or from a fiscal conservative perspective, I don't say ki isko social benefits mat do, usko social benefits mat do. My whole point is there has to be a holistic approach to fiscal conservatism when it comes to the armed forces. And I also, totally I agree. And, 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 and you know, reducing the strength of the forces, <laughs> that is the easiest thing that can be done. Yeah, I, I was just going to say that. Why don't we reduce the strength of the forces and modernize the force rather than, you know, having this old Hathi uh, that is going around. And, you, you know, and nobody in Navdeep wants to talk about this. And this is the reality of our society. Nobody wants to talk about it. Look, I have a grandfather who was an army man. My mere nana army mein the. So I know what the mindset of the uh, armed forces is and armed forces families are. I, I get that. The point is, let us not beat around the bush. And I don't know how it is. Look, the armed forces is also a job. At the end of the day, why are people clamoring for it in India? Why do people clamor for sarkari jobs? Because of the security and the benefits that are associated yes. with it. Now, why don't Absolutely. we as a society also ask this question to ourselves that why have our policymakers failed so abysmally, so terribly that there is so much clamoring for government jobs which is private mein hai ops. If private, people will private because there growth growth See, I, I have all the respect for the armed forces. I, I sincerely understand it's a very tough job. But the point is, let us not beat around the bush. This is the most secure job and the security angle is there. and sabko it's, secure, it's, 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 it's as secure a job as other government services. So yes. that's why I say that, that it yes. cannot be kept at a lower pedestal and there can be no discriminatory practices. The practices have to be very even. However, uh, as you said, the easiest way was to find ways and means to outsource yeah. certain jobs to reduce the strength because we are, in fact, whatever we might say, in certain aspects, we are overstaffed. I'll give and, you an example, Navdeep. Just, just, yeah. I'm sorry to come in here. Bombay ke passport office mein jate hai na, so pehle kaisa hota tha hal mein, jab warli mein passport office hota tha, to sab kuch hai na, uh, entry point se lekar end tak government karti thi. Now the government has become smart. Major section of entering your number, checking your paperwork, entering in and setting your appointments is all done privately. I think one of the big tech giants has that. I, I don't remember. Yes, I think yeah. it was TCS, right? Yes, yes. TCS has the uh, contract for that. And only the passport officer and the Sarkari employee is sitting inside. No, we can do something like that. I, I was just trying to bolster your point using an example. Of course, of course you can. And because there's also law of diminishing returns in the sense that I'm not an economist, but but you know that uh, if the if there is a job for which you overstaff, the productivity will go low. Right? So if... <laughs> If uh, one or two people can do it effectively, you don't have to employ five or six people in certain aspects, in certain jobs. Uh, you, you require strength in the military. That's okay. That's perfectly fine. But there are certain places where uh, we are overstaffed and also uh, superior officers are performing roles which can be performed by much junior officers. So uh, it is not that answers are difficult. Answers are attainable and uh, these issues are are manageable but again it has to be an open mind it cannot be uh, you know uh, it has to be a proper stakeholder consultation it has to be now they say that yes we've debated this enough but i kind of disagree because that debate has to be in a totally different manner you have to involve various sections of the society for example i said that for such a scheme what kind of people you could have you should have involved uh, those are the kind of stakeholders that that should have been involved 
you know while balancing out a scheme like this because after all you're you're changing a system jo abhi tak bilkul theek kaam kar raha tha ye nahi hai ki kaam nahi theek kar raha tha to ekdam ek jhatke mein sab kuch change karoge there there bound to be uh, problems so so that's why i say ki ye sab ho sakta hai it's not unattainable it is very much possible but with an open mind you can't go too too mai mai all the time and uh, as you said on on twitter har ek cheez blindly yes ya no kari jao that's not how and good well meaning people are also doing that to impress i don't know to impress whom and log kyun makhanbazi se impress hote hain wo bhi mujhe samajh nahi aata because i always i i i think if if you know if you're if you're genuine and honest in what you're saying even if it pinches the other person you should, that person would ultimately realize that he or she is my best friend rather than someone who's saying ke oh sir to see best hai you you are the best and वाह 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 जो किसी करता बहुत अच्छा करता जो आपने किया बहुत बढ़िया किया दैट पर्सन मे नॉट बी योर बेस्ट फ्रेंड ही इज नॉट एक्टिंग इन योर इंटरेस्ट ही इज नॉट शोइंग यू द मिरर सो लेट्स डिस्कनेक्ट आर सेल्स फ्रॉम आइडियोलॉजिकल और पॉलिटिकल इंक्लिनेशन इफ यू फाइंड योर फ्लैग टू पोलिटिकल मास्क फाइन दैट्स ओके देर आर मेनी अदर इशूज वेर यू कैन यू नो क्राई होर्स एंड एंड engage in shouting matches but not in serious issues like these these issues need to be need to be analyzed very holistically not to please people not for makhanbazi uh, that's why i was shocked with uh, many retired generals calling it win win game changer jab unko abc nahi pata historically unko military staffing schemes ke bare nahi pata nahi pata unko nahi pata उनको पेंशनरी मोडालिटीज के बारे में नहीं पता उनको ये नहीं पता कि दूसरे गवर्नमेंट सर्विसेज में क्या होता है दूसरे देशों में क्या होता है वो सिर्फ कॉन्सेप्ट्स डाउनलोड करके नॉलेज नहीं आती यू हैव टू बी इन अ पर्टिकुलर प्रोफेशन और इन अ पर्टिकुलर फील्ड इन्वेस्टेड हाईली इन दैट फील्ड फॉर यू नो अ डेकेड टू डेकेड थ्री डेकेड दिस नॉलेज डज नॉट कम आउट फ्रॉम जस्ट अ गूगल सर्च तो अगर नहीं पता तो आप मक्खनबाजी क्यों कर रहे हो यू जस्ट से दैट वील एग्जामिन दिस वी लेट्स एग्जामिन द पोज एंड कॉन्स सो uh overall i would say that uh, this would require tweaks and uh, so, even if the intention yeah it's just a fun question here but don't you think the overall scheme or the idea i'll give you my perspective as an entrepreneur and as an employer now if i would have known na there is this kind of a system where kids are actually sent into a four year army training because there is a uh, there is an association of discipline dedication and a work culture that is associated with the army i can tell you as an as a as an employer who has run a business for 20 years now i've quit textiles but if i was there and i would have found out there is something like this existing in the market where the government is creating such people let me tell you i would actually prefer to hire those people in the private sector later on so don't you think this scheme overall actually is in the good sense in that way is it, it creates people a way more employable people in that sense right let's let's break this down Firstly, I would say, again, on the surface, this looks very nice. Firstly, the armed forces cannot be a nursery or a training school for the private sector. Let's get it very clear. Mm-hmm. Yes, they offer impeccable qualities for certain kind of jobs. Even ex-servicemen do who who serve for seventeen years. Even they do, and they remain unemployed. They are employed as ATM guards with a sooty outside uh, an ATM or outside a bank. even they are not properly employed so the focus of the military is the security of the nation with motivated men and women all other issues are secondary what you are saying is absolutely right it can give a you know uh, impetus to the private sector but what was the private sector doing till now with people who were retiring after 17 years what was the support given so After 17 years of service, जो उसका एक्सपीरियंस है अगर वो हम उसको टैप नहीं कर पाए अभी तक तो फोर ईयर्स के बाद आई डोट नो करेंगे कि नहीं करेंगे वन गुड थिंग इज दैटली फाइन बट अगेन वी के नॉट फॉर फॉर द सेक ऑफ प्रोवाइडिंग दम प्राइवेट इंप्लॉयमेंट वी के नॉट बी सीन एज बींग एक्सप्लोटेटिव ऑफ दैट यूथ बिकॉज दैट सेम यूथ was till now being given a chance to serve for minimum 17 years with social security in the military we've taken that away from them but we haven't taken the same away from the gov- 
फ्रॉम अदर गवर्नमेंट जॉब्स इंक्लूडिंग दीएपीएफ सो यूथ वहां जाके पूरी सर्विस कर सकता है पर यहां जाके चार साल के बाद क्रॉस रोड पे तो होगा ही ना इट इज नॉट इट इज नॉट हंड्रेड परसेंट अश्योर्ड के उनको नौकरी मिलेगी नहीं मिलेगी सो एन इंस्टीट्यूशनलाइज सिस्टम फर्स्टली आई वुड से फोर ईयर इज टू शॉर्ट टेन ईयर्स तो होना ही चाहिए ऑन न्यू पेंशन स्कीम इफ यू वॉन्ट टू रिड्यूस पेंशन एंड आफ्टर दैट वॉट यू सेंग इज गुड बट ओनली आफ्टर टेन ईयर्स एंड विद एन इंस्टीट्यूशनलाइज काइंड ऑफ अ सिस्टम and the private sector would really have to work hard on this and uh, give effect to what they are saying kyunki just by tweeting that ke bahut acha ho gaya inko hum use karenge bhaiya pehle aap kitne use kar rahe the log aise use is a wrong word pehle aap kitne employ kar rahe the aap nahi kar rahe the so abhi aap inko karoge well done but we as society must ensure that this is given effect to so uh, other thing is that you know why if you want to keep a younger profile and and you say that people join for social security there's there's another way out uh, under the territorial army act under section 6a uh, you can make it mandatory for government employees any government employee to serve in the military for a few years so if you want a you know younger profile that can also be done before you join a and and that is well within the means of the government to to uh, invoke that section so people can be government employees can be ser- sent to to serve the military for a few years four years fine five years fine and then get back to their main same vocation so uh, all these things can be done but again the schemes cannot be seen as exploitative that we we have to ensure because as i have said in the beginning the the man and woman behind the machine is the soul of the military and we must take care of them and not just only think about you know, Uh, another thing i want to point out kushal uh, it's a very good point that you said that you'll be very happy with such a, a workforce yes in your in your kind of a uh, setup yes you'll be very happy with that kind of a uh, workforce but always remember this also that certain qualities of uh, military service are also overplayed in the society in our society especially how would you want a citizen to be in your uh, industry yes you these people will be very good and even in certain kind of uh, other vocations how would you want a society to be would you be happier with a youth having a crew cut and standing in attention saying sabdhan vishram and saying yes sir yes ma'am or and 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 being totally unquestioning and uh, or would you be also fine with a person who may have a ponytail or a longer hair and uh, uh, an earring or a tattoo but questioning the systems developing qualities of a good citizen standing in a queue standing at the red light stopping at the red light and also not you know taking everything lying down ke whatever is being said ke ha ji sab theek hai so qualities very very in 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 the society uh, in the civil setup in the industry so one quality might be very good for a particular vocation it might not be that great for another vocation saying yeah, yes sir yes but the one, society is so big navdeep i think there is a space for all kinds of people so there is uh, space no, no. Yeah. absolutely there is space but uh, but just to say or to have this point of view uh, as you see in social media that only the military can bring in discipline or make person a good human being is also not correct no 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 uh, i'm not saying that but i think if you no, have no, i agree with you i'm not answering I'm, i'm not directly answering your query of the industry i'm just saying mm-hmm. i'm just giving another view point that mm-hmm. it is not always that uh, uh, a crew cut and yes sir yes ma'am or sabdhan vishram would result in a better human being or a better citizen there are many other things good education good you know civic sense being a good citizen thinking of yourself as a good citizen so there are many other things also there are many other qualities also which need to be tapped in the youth and this is not the end all that uh, or Absolutely. it is not to say that a person who has received military training would be good in all professions uh, i agree yeah because uh, 
you know, sometimes you say that all bureaucrats should must serve in the military for five years before joining the IAS or any other civil service. I totally disagree with that, even with my military peers, because the qualities required are totally different. When you're when you're serving in a bureaucracy, you have to have the wherewithal to say no, to say no to your seniors, to say no to politicians, to say no to unethical practices, to uh, function in a well-knit society, to function in an isolated society, to function with people, to have public dealing. All these qualities are not required in the military. The military has to work in a kind of isolation, not exactly in isolation, but chain of command structure, chain of command yes, structure. And, and, and it is very difficult to say no. It is practically very, very difficult to say no. And sometimes you have to lump it and you have to say, yes, sir, it will be done. And you don't have public dealing. You don't, uh, you know, you don't deal with uh, a multiple set of people of all kinds, of all types in the society. And uh, uh, so you function in a kind of an isolated and not isolated, but an insulated manner. You are insulated from, from these societal uh, issues or even societal vices. So, different strokes for different folks. Every job requires a different kind of a skill set. So, it is always not right to say that serving in the military would make, make you a better employee or a government employee in any set of situation. Though, while saying that, I'm not disagreeing with, with the, what you had stated. I'm just elaborating on certain thoughts on this issue that I... Uh, I, I get um, it. I get it. So, but, but what I was trying to say is, is like this kind of a service would actually be a good look. The market requires different courses for different places, right? The marketplace is diverse. So in the marketplace, if I was to be like there are 10 industries that might require this skill set. Now, if something like this in an organized way comes up, actually, those 10 industries could actually prosper. And then we could see. Uh, adjustments being done over there and these kids who are being absorbed over there. I'm not saying it will happen. I see a merit in that point. But, but, but before I start taking, you know, the viewers questions because we are almost 50 minutes down the line, I would say, you know, let, let me have this last question to you. Can you suggest what, because uh, from what I've understood, the government has said this scheme is going forward with tweaks. That's what the government has said. We are open to tweaks. Now, if you were to suggest all the tweaks that you want, I mean, obviously, some of them you had recommended in the Quint, but I think the Quint one was more about, you know, ye problem hai. Your, your essay in Quint was more ye problem hai. I don't want to focus on the problem. I want to ask you this question, ki, yaar, navdi, ye scheme to aane wali hai. Ab ko batao ki isme situation ke se, humko kya changes padenge for this to become a more fruitful scheme. Yes, yeah, so it is, but this will be intertwined with the uh, apprehensions also. So I'll, I'll, I'll try to see if you ask me, although again, I, uh, uh, it is my opinion and it should not matter. It should not matter. What should matter is a proper stakeholder consultation, including experts like us, no problem. But just a singular view has no value. And I always believe that uh, well-rounded decisions only come with proper stakeholder consultation by, by collating views. And then deliberating upon it. The first thing I would like changed in this scheme is that it should not be this four-year thing. It has to be 10 years or five years to 10 years with voluntary service from five to 10 years with gratuity, which will lead to ex-servicing status, which will lead to the uh, usage of the existing ex-servicing uh, ex quota, which is not being used currently. All those posts are going waste. And you are including, you are bringing in additional 10% reservation in certain services. Makes no sense. Make them serve till five years minimum. Give, give them a gratuity. Give them ex-servicement status, which they'll automatically get after a gratuity. And they'll, they'll be able to apply under the ex-servicement status quota. One. Second, they have to be brought on a par with the civilian employees on NPS. You should give them NPS. But then, the NPS contribution for about 10 years pretty come regi as because civilians start salary contribute further, so they get a good corpus. So you have to tweak that scheme. Was that uh, uh, you know kicks into uh, effect at the age of 60? This will have to be lowered. So for that you have to discuss with the uh, authority concerned, which is the PFRDA. But these things can be worked out. So without a contributory pension scheme, it's 
not a good thing. Uh, 5 to 10 years, contributory pension scheme, proper disability pension benefits as are given to regular personnel or are, as are given to civilian employees, including temporary employees. There can be no question of going back on this. You have to give them disability benefits. If a person is getting disabled or, or uh, you know, incurring a medical condition in service which is related to service, you have to compensate for, for that loss of quality of life uh, at par with what you do with the civilians or with the regular personnel along with medical care, of course, which will come along with the disability. Family pension on death. If a person dies in the line of duty, if a person dies in service, Every single employee, including temporary employees in the government, get family pension. Their parents will get family pension or widows. Here, there will be no widows because they'll be unmarried uh, young uh, people. So, uh, that family pension at par with what is given to others, at par with what is even given to new new pension scheme, uh, 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 people governed by the new pension scheme, by, by the NPS on the civil side, that has to come. There is no question of discriminating. Then you have to make it inflation proof to DA, etc. that you have to see. Uh, and then when you employ them on the civil side, after their four years, or if it comes to five years to 10 years, you have to count that service on the civil side. Otherwise, that service goes waste. It is not counted by the military. It is not counted on the civil side. Then your counterparts, your peers who are, uh, who are joining the civil uh, side directly, they see the march over you and you rather lose out. So, Agnipath becomes a liability for you for that particular person who loses out on, on uh, so many years of service. So, that seniority or that pay protection has to be protected to uh, or uh, accounting for service or other service benefits. It has to be protected so that they are at par with their counterparts and their peers. You cannot have the military having an inferior scheme than other government services. So, today, even if you join as a peon, in the state government, you are better placed and you serve till 60 with NPS and with all service benefits than joining as a Navy. So you have to you have to kill the, that discrimination and you have to make it better than others, not uh, worse than. Fair enough. Okay, now I'm going to ask you questions. Uh, so I'll start with this. Uh, so someone says, I disagree with uh, Major Navdeep. Uh, on a, I think it was about employment and military training. So, why does he think Israel and Korea have compulsory military training? Even those kids know how to say no, right? I guess this was about... So, uh, so uh, I, I'm not sure whether the person who has posed that question is aware that Israel and Korea, they have compulsory military service. Why do, have, why do countries have compulsory military service? Countries have compulsory military service, then there are not enough volunteers and there is not enough population or human resource to join the military. We have absolutely an all-volunteer army and there are millions of people who want to join the military services and also uh, Central Armed Police Forces and also other uniformed forces and for that matter, any government employment. So there is no question of comparing with Israel where you have compulsory military service because of the reason that there are not enough volunteers to make it a career and they face a manpower crunch ditto with Korea. So uh, you cannot compare a conscription with a voluntary service. Even Agnipath is volunteer based. It is not a compulsory military service. Not only that, I don't like the idea of compulsory military service as a no, person who believes in freedom. It will also be unconstitutional. Yeah, totally. I don't like not, it. Yeah, you like, cannot force uh, like Australia has this weird rule that you have to compulsorily vote. I was like, why? Australia has a compulsory rule to vote. I, I, I don't know. I don't like these authoritarian streaks where you give so much power to the state. I mean, I mean, I don't know what's with us in India. They just um, they just have this streak in them. But I think what the questioner was trying to tell you is that, you know, on that psychological point that you were trying to make and you know, people should learn to say no. What he was trying to say is that they still learn to say no even after going through military service. I think that's no, what, what the question no, but but what is what is the option with them? Everybody serves in the military there. So everybody in the society is serving in the military, including in Singapore and these smaller countries. So yes and you is, no is all combined. You can't have a direct comparison with what I was saying with a country where everybody is serving the military. All right. Fair enough. So, so somebody has asked for clarification. Is this Agnipad scheme more like education plus internship? Something of that sort? 
So it's it's the way of joining the military now. It's it's a regular employment, it's a regular recruitment scheme. I mean, the employment is not regular, but it's a normal recruitment scheme where earlier you used to join the military as a career jawan, but now you'll have to go through these four years as Agnipat, and then 25% will be taken in as permanent employees and 75% will be released. So those other things uh, of, you know, the educational uh, benefits or uh, points or credits, etc., they're all uh, in addition to to the scheme to help in their post-release uh, vocation. It's not uh, a scheme for employment, etc. And many would not know that even earlier after serving for 15 years in the army, uh, even if you're not a graduate, it's treated as graduation for certain appointments in the government. So it's not uh, something new that in this sense that the army has always been taking care of its uh, employees in that sense. They've, they've been trying to uh, skill them. They've been trying to, uh, we have a organization called Directorate General of Resettlement. They've also been trying to do this to skill people, to make them, you know, to fit them in, in uh, civil employment. But uh, our efforts uh, mostly have failed uh, because the ex-servicemen reservation still goes vacant. And uh, even the industry is not very enthusiastic in most places. So we have to work as a society to make it a success if we want to make it a success. So uh, so someone has asked, would this reduce the armed forces size or lead to a better or smaller fighting force, this particular scheme, in your opinion? In the current form, no. Over the years, if if it is... If it is linked with the downsizing of the army, ultimately, it, it may, but but that would have been done without the scheme also. All right. So uh, another question was that: Do you think this uh, scheme or the the current to the future is maybe increasing the wage wage budget spending uh, and? Uh, Basically, the military budget in India has always been under discussion, right? We always say, like, so do we? Do you think by increasing the wage budget and military spending, we could maybe solve the problem overall? That is the whole. That is the whole debate. It's a, it's a very uh, complicated issue. So whether to increase the budget and from where does that money come? That from where does that money come? Because that that it's the same money of. Uh, being deployed for all sectors. So uh, there are no easy answers to this. There are no easy answers at all to this. I mean, I don't think uh, it can be answered in a simplistic manner. And uh, wage reduction or wage rationalization is just one of the issues, but that then that applies not just to the military, to all, all other, other organizations. So as uh, to rationalize uh, the entire government force, government workforce, you have the pay commissions to look into all that. So all these things are very, very much intertwined. Uh, for example, the pay commission looks into the pay and pensions of the military employees as well as the civil employees. Then the finance ministry, it has, you know, there are many kind of financial heads, uh, which one has to see. And it is also not this simplistic that you save on pensions and you can buy guns. These are all different heads. Some are recurring, some are capital expenditure. So, so it's a very, very complex uh, thing, which, you know, financial mandarins uh, always uh, debate on. Hmm. So I was just thinking if, you know, before we wrap it up, it, overall, like I said, even before, the scheme is going ahead, albeit with tweaks. We've already seen two or three tweaks being made in the first week of the scheme being announced. And also, I want to put it on record that the, the kind of nonsensical protests and, you know, the burning of property and stuff like that, I mean, that is highly condemnable. And I don't know if uh, if that is the future. I These are my views, not Navdeep's. Um, if that is the youth that wants to get into the army, I am really scared. I mean, I don't know how else to put it. Well, you're right. Burning of trains and burning of property is absolutely incorrect. Yeah. Debate in a proper manner, protest peacefully, that's okay. That's acceptable in, a, in any democratic society. Uh, but uh, burning, etc., arson, it's absolutely unacceptable. Not just for the army, for any any government service, yeah. I would say. Even for the yeah. police. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a given that it's, it's totally unacceptable. But also to say that People, you would see, and, and you had observed 
the social media that people even with people who had senior points and uh, you know points of delicate uh, discussion and refined points even they are trolled so you can't help it in today's time and age trolled by one of the sides so the anti side and the pro side so uh, rather than discussing uh, concepts and ideas which i always say that uh, please agree or disagree or support or not support concepts and ideas which make uh, our our nation a stronger nation rather than just supporting and opposing politics or political parties if you are so much invested into a political party you end up you know just in an echo chamber and as i said in makhan bazi uh, just उट <laughs> see it's a right i wouldn't call it call it a weird question it's a very valid question because ultimately uh, if they are not employed gainfully we can end up with a militarized society which is not a good thing so that's why i say that the society the institutions the government the military the industry all of us have to come together to ensure to ensure that there is no exploitative move from any where for the men and women who serve in this team after 4 years not even a single person should be left without a job or without a gainful employment i would I, that's what we should aim for because we owe it to them i mean they have served for 4 years i mean they will be serving for 4 years we have, we have, we have taken the best uh, out of the youth and it is our duty to ensure that they are not exploited by any quarter and they get the best and that can only be ha- that can only happen when all of us get together and with tweaks from the government yeah but uh, to be very honest, be very uh, honest uh, the, I, i read the question because it was asked by a viewer but i mean uh, uh, there are gun violence in america it barely is done by military trained people it is just done by random people who have access to guns so so if somebody wants to go to the you know the dark side uh, i think military training or not they are going to go to the dark side yeah yes, the right. one the one way training will be more efficient at it uh in fact in, in the us there have been uh, incidents involving military veterans and uh, uh, uh multiple reasons military training ptsd mental issues homelessness all those things combined and which i said at the beginning of the show we don't face those problems so much because of what because of the social security and also the family security the societal security family so um, family yes. bahut important word aapne use kiya hamari ah. society mein culture abhi bhi intact hai unlike yes. america jahan pe toot raha yes. so so agar aap aap family bhi hai family backup bhi hai uske paas pension hoti hai to usko galat koi kaam karne ki zarurat nahi hai uske paas medical care hoti hai usko koi mental issue hota hai physical issue hota hai wo seedha jaake kisi bhi echs ke hospital mein polyclinic mein ja sakta hai He, he or she they are taken taken care of. So those things do matter. It's not uh, you know people think that these are just flimsy things and uh, civilians. We do yeah members of the private organizations. We do. Oh, ऐसी इतनी simplistically हम नहीं उस बात को देख सकते. Fair enough. Fair enough. Navneet, uh, Navdeep, before I wrap today's discussion up, uh, I'll leave you with the last words. What, what what would be your last words be before we wrap today's chat up? the last word is again the same that we have to stand behind the women and men in uniform and uh, the women and men in uniform who are behind the machine are to you know deserve more sensitivity and more focus than the machine itself so rather than focusing only on the machine we have to we have to take care of the women and men in uniform they are the soul of our military we can't let them down fair enough guys uh, 
I've tried my best to have this discussion with as an open as much of an open mind as possible. I was very much on the fence with the Agnipat Agnivir scheme. Uh, I reached out to Navdeep is because I'm very fond of him. He's one person who tries to do a deep dive in subjects that he talks about. This is a subject he's uh, very passionate about and uh, and I'm glad he came on the podcast uh, and uh, spoke about this uh, uh, because he's someone who tries to, you know, stay away from the drama and just talk about the thing as it is so navdeep uh, thanks for coming and it's always a pleasure to talk to you thank you so much uh, the pleasure is mine and uh, we'll be in touch of course yeah thank you for this all right guys we'll wrap today's discussion up but before we wrap it up i would like to remind you guys that in the description of the podcast you'll see the link to navdeep's stripper handle and the books also i would recommend you guys to go and buy his books and follow him on twitter especially check out his work on disability pensions and uh, and other things we also did a podcast on that before so if you have if you sure i i would highly recommend you go and check that out too um he's a very sincere man and he does a lot of good work you know people like navdeep inspire me to do good things in life uh on i'll wrap today's discussion up over here please support the charvak podcast like this uh, video subscribe to the channel leave your comments below maybe you know it, without any abuses navdeep is very open to discussion if you go to twitter and you ask him a you know a genuine question he i am telling you he he responds to a lot of people so maybe you guys should go and do that too and as far as i'm concerned you can support the charvak podcast by becoming a member on youtube or patreon or you know buy the merch or send your donations to upi i see you guys next time until then namaste take care bye bye